There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The HMS Podcast is available on the 98KUPD app and is brought to you by Life Changer Loan. Why take 30 years to pay off your mortgage? It's not magic. It's just math. Find out more at LifeChangerLoan.com. Hi, Shane O'Grady here with Life Changer Loan, and let me ask you, have you really done the math on your new low rate? Hmm, let's see. 300000 at 3% over 30 years equals 155000 in interest costs? Are you kidding me? How about paying principal first, not interest, always having access to your equity, and paying off your home in well under 10 years without changing any spending habit? It's not magic. It's just math. LifeChangerLoan.com. That's LifeChangerLoan.com. Arizona Mortgage Broker Number MB1002031. NMLS Number 1863775. LifeChangerLoan Corp. is an equal housing lender. Morning sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. Look at us right on time. Is who the hell is running this show? Do we have a different producer and host? What has happened here? Like the light rail. Now I'll bitch about it until we're late. But how did this occur? We've never been on time for anything ever. Uh, anyway. Uh, our, our friend, uh, and, and I will say this, that, uh, probably the biggest response we've ever had from the ladies in this building when we had an in-studio guest in the past was, uh, Channel 35's Brandon Lee. Uh, oh, yeah. Which was odd because what he was talking about was like, uh, basically a reminder, hey, ladies, I'm not interested. But still, when he was in here to talk about his book, Mascara Boy, which was a fascinating day for us. Uh, yeah, the ladies came up. I'm not so sure with him on the phone it's going to be the same, but I noticed the parking lot is filling up. So, Brandon, you have quite a following here in our building with uh, with our <laughs> you females. Know what, you know what always amazes me is that uh, they just can't seem to Google my name. It's like the first thing yeah. that comes up on Google. Yeah, it's like, like what you're – Brandon Lee – because Brandon Lee, gay. Uh, Brandon Lee, <laughs> tattoo. Brandon Lee, yes. Yeah, you're, but what you're saying is, ladies, if you want to rub one out, I'm all over the internet. <laughs> I'm here for you. Okay. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, need- I think there even are there are some shirtless pictures out there. Oh, so come on. There's, there's material. There's material. Well, there you go, ladies. If you want to, if you want to fiddle to Brandon, quit bothering him in person. Let him let him finish his goddamn Jeez, lunch. Is, my God, talk about morning. What I literally just woke up, and we're already talking about. And that. now you're That's up right. even more. So uh, we wanted to have yeah, you on, yeah. and, and and I feel that I'm being a bigot right now by saying we'll get a gay on and talk about this. Yeah, I, am I? Okay, listen. I know you got rid of Ian, but don't even think about making me your token gay. <laughs> well, I've got to. You're the only one I know right now. My neighbors are gay, but I've had them on once. I don't think they want to do this regularly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but it's interesting because uh, we're talking about the Tom Brenneman thing. First things first. Right. Where is the capital of Homo City? What what was he talking about? Dude, that's what we were all saying. Uh, <laughs> we were in our newsroom, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like. Well, is he in San Francisco? That's what we all uh, is thought. He in, like, is, is he in New York City? Like, is he doing a Giants game? Was he doing a Yankees game? And I'm looking, he was like doing some Cincinnati game. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that definitely is not the gay capital of the world. And, and I, but here's, God, here's the thing. I, 
like I almost couldn't believe what I was reading because I read the quotes on Twitter yeah. first. And I'm like, no, I need to go listen to the audio because anytime something's written down after somebody says something, you have to listen to the tone and the way they say something before you like jump to a conclusion. Right. Uh, like, there is no way, there is no way an announcer for the Major League Baseball would actually say something like that on the air. Maybe he right. was like lighthearted joking. Yeah. So I immediately go to the clip and I find the clip and I have to be honest with you, like that's when my jaw dropped. Yeah. The way he said it, this was not like, hey, you and I during commercial break, just kind of like joking around, shooting the, shooting right. the crap, you know, right. he, the way he said it to me, you know, and listen, yeah, am, am I a gay man? Yes, I am. So maybe I'm going to interpret it differently than yeah. a straight guy. Right. But to me, the way he said the F word, and I'm not even going to repeat that because I'm, I'm just not going to allow it to come out of my mouth. But the way he said it, it's like he ha- it's, it was said with such vulg- vulgarity and such vileness and such hate. You thought it had and some lead to it. You heard, you heard, more. yeah, because, okay, so because we, uh, like, we've been friends with Tom for a long time, which is an interesting thing. Brady was his fraternity brother. Yeah. And uh, we've known him for a long time. He is so careful, which is strange, Brandon, that. Uh, even around me, and like you said, when we're just off the air shooting it, uh, Tom gets uncomfortable talking about like unco- like he laughs and he hangs around it, but he doesn't ever say bad things. I'm sup- I want to know the full context. Now I agree with you. I'm not condoning that because it's an unprofessional move, and everything clearly right. is not good when you when you say that. And what I said too was it did to me sound like a blanket statement about a group of people. In in, 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 a, in a poor way, sure. But in knowing Tom, it changes things because I'm like, no, 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 no. Tom's that's not how he is. But uh, then his his next move, and I'm curious how you felt as somebody who who has a right to feel like, well, this is what you know. The right, community you want you're to in. talk about that? You want to talk about that apology? Yeah. Okay, so I look at the apology, and this is probably now. Hold on, Brandon. Is it? Listen, is it the, Homer, wait, no. Yeah. Is it the one that he did on the air, or the one that the Reds put out? No, the one that he did on the air, okay. because that to me is going to be that. I don't care about the ones that the Reds are putting out. To be okay. quite honest with you, I don't. I don't care about written statements. Yeah, I am so glad that I was able to hear that apology and the way he said it because I read it first, was infuriated, and right. I'm going to tell you why. And then I listened to it and was still infuriated. Really? Um, yes, and okay. I'm going to tell you why because I've been on your show and I've been very open oh, about. Yeah. As, as a drug addict, and all of the hurt and the pain that I have caused so many people up in my life. And when I had to do my ninth step and make my amends to all of those people, when you apologize for the hurt and the pain that you've caused a group of people or an individual, you don't just go up there and say, hey, listen, I'm sorry, and ask them for your forgiveness. That's not an apology. Yeah, but, an but Brandon, let me interrupt you real apology. quick. Now, hold on. Okay. He needed to say this. Because he needed to say this. He goes, listen, man, what just came out of my mouth was inexcusable and it was horrendous. And I'm going to do everything that I can to right this wrong. And I'm going to ask those whom I've hurt what I can do to make this better. Because, he, listen, he started saying that I apologize to the people who signed my paycheck. Yeah. Great. I don't care. I apologize to those whom I've offended. This is not who I am. I am a man of faith. And let me tell you, I am so sick and tired of people saying and acting like a Karen out there (laughs) in the world and kind of being and being a jerk and then saying, I'm a man of faith. This is not who I am. I don't I don't. But here's the thing, Brandon, you vouch for me when you had your issues and you went through all your stuff. You didn't have to apologize the day you realized something was wrong. 
Right. That's hard. And yeah. I think I think five you, five minutes right, after odds of you no, pleasing don't you, everyone. Don't you think and I'm not def- again, I'm no. not defending what he said, but I'm saying we have to get to a place in society where when somebody does something like this, uh, Brady made a great point no, earlier. You're wrong, though. No, Holmberg, but wait, let me finish. Hold on, let me finish. Uh, let yeah. me finish, though, because if you are forced to apologize before you can even absorb like what happened, you're going to come across as really insincere. And I don't care if you mean it or not. It's going to come across right. as super insincere. And I think putting people in that position to meet, I think it's better had he come out and said, "I make crash jokes a lot, and one got caught on the air, and I'm embarrassed." And I hurt people's feelings, and I didn't mean that, and I'm sorry, but I, I, you know, I'm not going to sit back and act like this, right. this has never happened. And I think we've gotten to the point now where the apology uh, is now judged worse than the actual thing because we make people do it before they can even realize what, what they're apologizing for. It's just the standard go-to, and then we just crush them and cast them out. It's a rubber stamp apology. Yeah. Everything is already said. And it has and to be done. It word. has to be done. And that's kind of where I sit. Like, I get it. He was wrong. He's going to be fired, and he deserves to be. Uh, for for this just unprofessionalism, it's a brand. He's a brand. The money doesn't like it. The, the sponsors will pull. But uh, making him apologize right then and there to say anything that is meaningful, I think, is unfair. Because you had to go through nine steps to get to amends. Yeah, and I now can now I'm going to explain something. Okay, go. so that's when I was an addict, and when we go into recovery, when we're a drug addict, we're not going out there and hurting people and immediately saying sorry because we can care less because all we do is care about ourselves. Right. But there is a tenth step, and this is where you're wrong. And I and those of your viewer, those of your listeners who are listening right now, when when now I'm in my recovery, the the moment I make a mistake or the moment I hurt somebody, no, I immediately that day apologize and at that moment apologize. It's called the tenth step. So that's something that we work on in our daily life. So the immediacy, you know, if I yell at somebody at a producer, I cuss at somebody, I immediately go to them and go, I, I apologize for my behavior. And your apology, the what the example of the apology you gave is what he should have done. Right. Here's the problem that I have. Here's the issue. That he should have just said, man, I just got, got caught with a hot mic. And what I said is unacceptable. Right. And I just apologize for that horrendous thing. But, he, but would you accept that? that? Would fine. you accept that? Yes, you think? I don't. I don't. Maybe you personally. Yeah, I don't think society does. Yeah, Holmberg. But then I would ask him. Well, what are you going to do to make it right? Right, but nobody's there asking questions, and I think that's fair too. I think the fact that you put the guy out on on the on the white hot spotlight when he knows something's about to go down, his entire career is about to get flushed. He knows that, and then you say without any prompting, and and everybody in that room scared. Can I interject something in here real quick? Sure. The tenth step that you're talking about, the apologies. See when you're right. telling after, when after you, recovery. Yeah, after recovery. And when you're telling me this, I, I would I would throw out that question to you. It sounds like you're saying every one of your apologies that you said was flawless. You knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Do you think everyone accepted whoever you went up to and apologized for whatever you'd done in the past, they're like, right. Okay, I accept that. No, it's listen, I it's an apology is not ever to be quite honest. When you go to apologize and you and accept an apology, it's not about them, right? It's about me. I don't know if all my apologies have been right, but what I'm telling you is the apology that I heard as a gay man last night yeah. did not actually seem from the heart. Right. It seemed like a guy who it seemed to me like a guy who suffers from toxic masculinity that got caught and he realized he's going to lose his job for it. He cared more about his job in that moment than he did the gay community, which is okay. That's on him. But what I am saying is I won't just forgive him just for saying, Hey, I'm sorry for using the F word. What I will tell him 
is the way I would accept that apology is, is he going to take this time to really reflect, to understand, and I don't expect all straight men to understand this, okay? Because if you've never had to wait for the Supreme Court to decide if you should have the same rights as others, guess what? You've got privilege. It took until the year 2020 for, for employers not to be able to fire somebody for simply yeah. the fact that they're gay. Yeah, that's that's right, a crazy thing. That that 2020. So I'm going to interpret the apology a whole lot different than his fraternity brother. That's just a fact. Very sure. true. But what I would love to see, what I would love to see him do, is use whatever platform he has now because everybody is looking at him. Everybody's waiting to see what he's going to do next. I would love for him to go to one in ten here in the valley and yeah. go talk to some some little kids who are homeless and kicked out of their house because they're gay. And he is just, and this, what kills me the most is because I was a gay athlete, right? And at times I wanted to take my own life because I knew I was gay, but I was a really good athlete playing soccer overseas. And things like this, when little boys are watching major league baseball and they may be gay, you know, what kills me. There are professional athletes out there who are gay right now. Oh yeah, sure. And they don't come out of the and they don't come out of the closet because of guys making statements like Tom. Right. Well, and I and I, look so I'm, again. The actionable step is to go to one in ten and work with kids. Yeah. And be and be an ally, Holmberg, like you are. Yeah. You're a huge ally of the gay community. Thank you. Look at the voice and the platform you have to your heavy metal crowd, because you can have guys like me come on your show. And when I look at comments on my social media, it's all love yeah. from your viewers. That's because of you. Well, I don't know if I should take offense to that. Yeah, Brady's, Brady's a you know, problem. I've so had a, yeah. I'm the fraternity brother that <laughs> Yeah, can't you're the problem. And the you're, look, you're doing and nothing I, for the gays compared to me. Please. I, <laughs> then I'm, I say I'm sorry to you, Brandon. But it's, uh, yeah, it, but I, I just, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I completely understand that because I can't stand in your shoes. I, they're probably too Absolutely. nice and expensive anyway. But uh, I can't I can't stand in your shoes and say I know how you should feel. I can't do that. But don't you think that this castaway society that we have when I mean I do. that that, I that, that doesn't yeah, help. I think we have to be able to forgive people. I yeah. do. I think I, we have to be able to. Uh, here's here's my thing. We have to be able to give somebody the opportunity to show that they've changed. But how, Brandon, when and you're in the media, you're in the media, you're guilty of this as much as I am is that uh, right. the apology is immediately, no matter what the apology is, the initial apology is always bad. It's never been like, what a great apology that was. Everybody move on. He's great. Yeah. It's always judged because well, I it's, don't believe it. Yeah, because you, people want to play gotcha so fast with it. What, what are we supposed right. to do with that? And we, in, like you in the news and everything else, uh, just attack him immediately. Had he not apologized and said, I got to take a break and figure out exactly how to say this, they'd have been like, oh, now it's a, now it's a planned apology. Because your life is flashing yeah. in front because, of your Yeah, because you're yeah. in a spot. So I, 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 I understand the anger. And he will be fired for that. But where – what are we – I'm not asking like you're going to know because I don't. But what are we supposed to do when – like you've had hot mic moments, I'm sure, almost. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, for sure. Yeah, and no, we, I totally get it. And I, and I agree with you. I agree. I think – and sometimes, you know, listen, I think we've gotten into this whole cancel culture thing. But he, what I say is that different people are always, no matter what, there's never going to be that universal apology that everyone's yeah. going to accept. Because of just our own, we come to the table with such different experiences that we're all going to be offended by different things, 
right? Yeah. Sometimes I'll get offended by something, and maybe you'll get offended by something. I'll be like, why are you offended by that? Just Impossible. accept his apology. Right. So I think that there's no universal apology that's going to that's gonna please everybody. But I will say this. I went on to Twitter, and he's got a ton of supporters out there that are like, we love you, man. Don't yeah. fire this guy. He's great. He's the best announcer. So let's not sit here and act like he doesn't have his own fans of support. Right. Oh, absolutely. He does. He does. And, yeah. and, and that comes from the idea that 30 years of work is ruined by one whatever he was doing. And right. I yeah. still don't know what that is. Right. And I don't know that we all do. But I did hear what you heard. But it doesn't have to be. Right. I think that he can really, I think that once people get knocked off whatever pedestal they are, because here's the thing, you and I can agree. I think to this, so many broadcasters in our industry like put themselves on this, on this like pedestal, like they're above other people. And I look at them, I'm like, no, seriously, all of us in this business, right. we're all a dime a dozen. Like we're all easily replaceable. Um, but I think that he should be given an opportunity because I think when people are taken off that pedestal and we knock them down in society, because Americans are great at building people up and tearing them down yeah, only because we want to see them rise again, yeah. that he has an opportunity here. His career, I don't think, is going to be done because it's whatever actionable step that he takes now is how he's going to be loved again by yeah. the people who love listening to him on baseball. But I, I mean, think this, Brandon, I do agree with you. And I've been to the 1 in 10 event. I went last year, and it is an eye-opener for a straight guy to go to this thing. I mean, it. Right. my neighbors yeah. asked me to go, and I, I, I was more than happy to do it um, to help them, just to let them know that, you know, I, I, hear, I, I heard what they said. It meant a lot to them. They had a table. I'm like, you bet. I'll go to that. And so when I went, it was yeah. like, wow, this is eye-opening. This is something that I've never even had an eyeball on. But the problem for me right. is we've made everybody so afraid to apologize uh, that their steps now to go work at 1 in 10 look bad. Michael Vick had to go do work with dogs. We know he doesn't like them. Um, and so it's this forced, like, look at me. And I don't think we have any validation towards what that person actually feels or does. And then we place them in a situation, like you said, and I agree, it would, it would work for him to go to 1 in 10 and work with, uh, with uh, LGBTQ and stuff like that. Uh, but I think it would be perceived as um, covering his ass. And I don't think we accept people uh, doing things that seem right because it's like always being made to do it. We we have such a weird way of presenting it that Tom would have to do that quietly to actually have it matter. Yeah, you know, I think it's got but it has to also be a collaborative effort and an invitation from the gay community, you know? And I think that when the public sees that the gay community reaching out to Tom and I get it. There are a lot of people out there who are dehumanizing him. And I'm sitting here saying that I, I didn't feel that his apology was sincere. But I would sit there and invite Tom onto my show to have a one-on-one sit-down inter- interview with me and just have an open discussion about why saying that is hurtful and sure. educating him and going, listen, while at your frat house and with a bunch of straight dudes sitting around, you know, Doing whatever they do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> See, no, I can tell you. Look, look, let me tell you exactly what we do. <laughs> but it's like, terrifying. Yeah, language is like acceptable to them, you know, like if, if that's to them. But the fact of the matter is words have meaning. And I would love to sit there and have it and invite him on to have that, you know. What so about that, what if it even wasn't on your show? Just one on one together. Chat. Don't have to be on the show. Would you? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Because I think that you would be able to judge the sincerity of it. But I yeah. think we have to. And I would tell this to the gay community because. Listen, there are a lot of homophobic people out there. There just are. And, you know, what I would tell the gay community is, like Kevin Hart. I think he's a good example, right? Kevin Hart making really horrible homophobic comments in the past. And they came back to haunt him when they took away him hosting, like, I think it was the Oscars, the Oscars or yeah. the Emmys one yeah. year. Yeah. The Oscars. And, you know, 
eventually I told the gay community, we have to, we have to invite somebody an opportunity to show that they've changed and we can't continue to take somebody's actions from like 2010, a decade ago and hold them to that same account because people change. And I would love for this guy to be, I would love for this guy to just acknowledge that, Hey man, these words are hateful. And I realize in just when I'm hanging out with my bros, like I need to be careful with what I say because words hurt. And I, and for that, I apologize. And I'm, Hey, listen, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to, to right this wrong. I'm totally down with, 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 um, forgiving people. You have to, I've, I've heard a lot of people I did and people forgiven me, but listen, I tell addicts all the time, listen, when you get new into recovery, don't go saying sorry to everybody. They're not going to accept it. You've already done the damage. The only thing they're going to accept is when, when you say you're sorry, they want to see that you change. Right. They don't want to say, they don't want to hear And that's my that. point, Brandon. I don't think you can change, I don't think you can change a minute and a half after the incident. And I, and I just don't think it's fair. No, I, I don't think it's, I don't I think it's but inviting. What does Fox do, though? What does Fox Sports do, They though? fire They have him. to apologize. They ha- well, they have to apologize. And they yeah, put out, they gotta they're, the, they're the nameless, faceless brand that says, we don't condone this. It's over. The Reds. And that Fox makes yeah, sense. No, I agree with you. Yeah, that makes sense because I, we're talking about money and we're talking about people. And basically, you know this, It get it off my desk. No boss is going to be like, look, right. there's an easy way to make this go away and I don't have to ever deal with it again. Now it's his problem. And I agree that it should be. But I don't think it's very inviting to say, uh, we hate your apology or we don't accept it. And now I want you to sit down and tell me how you've changed when he's like, man, maybe he hasn't. And and now yeah, you're forcing it. And, and, yeah, and it's tough to say that because the more time lingers and the more you say, well, you come on and talk to me. And he's like, I do need to change. But, yeah. you, but you're forcing him to pretend he's changing and then you judge it again. I don't think it's very inviting to say that. And I do think, look, as a straight guy, Brandon, you know this. I say horrible stuff all the time. And as a gay guy, you say horrible stuff. The, the commonality is there. We're human. We make jokes to make people uncomfortable because humor is uncomfortable. Yeah. So we will say things that are bad. Now, we're careful. You know, and that's not good. And I'm not going to sit back and go, I've never said that. That's terrible. But I have, and I've done it with Ian, and we'd go back and forth when I'm, you know, when it's, when it's a comfortable relationship. Words get kind of like, I know, right. I know we can't hurt each other, and you know my intention. When it comes out just flat across the board, it's totally different. But I don't, I don't know that we're being too inviting to people. And I, you know, look, again, I'm not condoning what Tom said, and, and I know that, that yeah, it was a whole community. Mistake. But as the former Diamondbacks broadcaster and all this stuff, he did a lot for the right. community back then. And it seems like we just get into this thing where it's like, ah, it's over. I don't remember anything good. And I know that's the way it's always worked for people. And I I can tell uh, Brandon this, that being (laughs) – I hate to say it, it sounds so bad, but being the fraternity brother, I've known him since 1984. And everything that you're saying as far as wanting to apologize, he is that kind of guy. He would want – I mean I know he wants to uh, do whatever it takes to make this right. Right. I, I think, um, yeah, he should be given that. And, and like I said, he should be given that opportunity and he's beloved. I, I can, I can see the comments on social media. People are going to open, open, people are going to welcome him back with open arms. That's the way America works. Yeah. I mean, listen, people mess up all the time. They do. It could be Hollywood celebrity. It could be anybody or anything. And people always, Americans love to see a comeback from somebody. They love it. They love to see a comeback from somebody. I don't know if we do anymore. Um, I, it, it's changed. I, I, th- a little, I don't feel like, like we do anymore because it's so fast moving. I think you know what I think, they Brandon. I think they. Uh, I think they love gotcha and burying. Mm-hmm. I think that's new, but I think that's. I, I, I lean more towards the idea that we used to love a comeback, so long it was an acceptable comeback. But we don't like Mel Gibson's a perfect example. Nobody's ever letting that guy come back. 
we were saying the last one that right. you know that comes to mind is the Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. was a disaster, and we're like, yeah. you know what? You dusted yourself off, and good on you. But I don't think we do it anymore. Right. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I, I do kind of feel like that this this burial thing is like it it keeps us from having to face what we really do. Well, here's the reason why I think it's important to give the guy an opportunity to to redeem himself because when he does, it actually helps the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah, no, I I completely agree that he can help, but I just because I, I, we need more allies, and and you know here's the thing though, but Holmberg, people tune into your show knowing what they're going to expect, okay? True. Like it's just like when you go to a comedy show, like and depending on who the comedian is, <laughs> right. like if it's Chris Rock or if it's somebody else, you know, or like any Schumer, like you know what you're signing up for, you know what you're going to get, you're going to give a lot more leeway, right. and because people know that you're joking. And like I said, it's why I had to listen to the tone of what he said. Right. And that's probably what cut the most. It was the tone of how he said it. It didn't even sound like the punchline to a joke. Right. Um, right. You know, and that's, I think that's what threw me the most. Yeah, no, you know, I, and I can hear that. I just, we're I, I, broadcasters, and, and, and we know what sounds like kind of under-the-breath joking. Yeah. Um, joking is, and I think that's what kind of cut me the most, to be quite honest. It was a head-scratcher for me yeah. when someone no. sent it over to me. I'm like, oh boy. I, I don't, I mean. Well, yeah, Brady man. sent me the text, and he but, goes, uh-oh, and I'm like, he's done. Yeah. And there's nothing you can yeah. do about and it. I don't want to do though, I want people to know that I'm absolutely in the space to forgive somebody. I'm yeah. not in, I'm not one of these people. And I would encourage other, my, you know, my fellow brothers and sisters in the LGBTQ plus community. I know we've been hurt. I know we are constantly battling homophobia on a regular basis. And we are living in a world that can at times be like for gay men like me, yeah. um, living in this like, toxic masculinity world like i love sports man i love sports do i fit the do i fit the stereotype of someone who is gay i don't i don't fit the stereotype but i'm a gay man and i love sports and i just don't want to feel uncomfortable watching nfl football as a gay man now let me ask you this brandon as a gay man toxic masculinity sometimes kind of fun I mean, it's very, it's very Scottsdale bro-y. People always ask me, they're like, Brandon, what's toxic masculinity? I'm like, honestly, you can hang out in Scottsdale and yeah. Old Town on a Saturday night during the non-pandemic. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> but sometimes knocking one of those dudes around is a blast. I mean, they, you'd be surprised. Those Not so toxic now, huh, pal? Yeah, no. yeah, those with the most toxicity. Yeah, know. exactly. No, they're looking true. for attention. No, I, and I, don't, I think it's impossible to not be toxically, you know, by definition, a toxic masculine man and be a straight man right now. I don't, I honestly. I, I, I suffer, I'm a, I suffer I from a very. I've got yeah. a terrible case of it because I just, I, I, I am a person who is trying to adapt to the idea that words do hurt. But I think we, you know, you have to accept things that affect you however you do it. And words don't have yeah. to hurt. They can be uh, misunderstood and then dealt with. But I don't think they always have to hurt. And we're in a community where the sticks and stones world has gotten where no matter what you say, I'm so offended and I'm so hurt. And you're not really yeah. hurt. Comedy you're, especially you're reacting, Yeah, because it. it's, it's subjective. I wish it were, you know, that the statement of you know what you're going to get, that's changed. Yeah. People don't. Brandon, you need to come back down here again when this whole thing's over and people are allowed in our building. Dude, I would, I would, I would love to. Yeah. I would love to. I, I, like I said before, you know, before I hang up, I just, again, I want to say thank you to your show. I mean, you guys had Ian Camfield on the show all the time. Like wow. heavy metal, heavy rock stations, they don't do that. And you, I can, as a gay man here in the Valley, like 
you, I, I honestly thought when I first came on your show, I was going to get so much hate mail. Like really? I really did. Cause I wasn't sure how the, I did. Cause I wasn't sure, you know, I'm coming from, I like, Oh God, a heavy rock station. Like I gave, I put a stereotype, you know, and then yeah. I looked at my messages and like the kindest messages from your listeners. And I'm like, you know what? That's such a reflection on Holmberg and his crew. Oh, thank you. Because if that's the way your listeners are reacting to people like me, it's because you've given us a safe space to have a voice. And so just thank you for being that straight ally. Like we need guys like you just to constantly even have these discussions and, and just be cool. You know, I mean, it helps so much. So just thank you for that. Yeah. And and it's not an intention by any stretch. It's just, if good people are around, I don't judge people by that. I I hate all races, by the way. I don't know if you know that I hate all races because I think the leading cause of racism is race. I like people, individuals. You prove to me, you know, that you're a good person. I don't care what you're doing. Or what you look like. Right. I just I just want that to be normal. And I do think communities need to be supported. But I don't like all gay people. I don't like all black people. I don't like all white people because it's impossible to say that. So I don't like to lump all that together. I just like the idea that everybody just kind of – because like you said, you judged our entire audience and thought this was going to be a thing. And we've got a lot of – we actually do have quite a lot of gay people that, t- that email me and say, right. I'm gay. I don't like to mention that at concerts. But, you know, and so it's it, – we got a whole bunch of different types. And of when things. you were on that time, I actually got a text from Brenneman. <laughs> and he said, what did you have that $3 mill on for? Yeah, Brenner, I tell you what, Cowboy, I listened to the show this morning. Now, now his, part, his partner's name is Cowboy. Nothing gets gayer than listening to a baseball game and having a guy go, tell you what, Cowboy, that Suarez looks good today. I mean, it's pretty gay to begin with. Let's be honest. Uh, Brandon, you're the best. Thank you. How are, how are you, by the way? All this other stuff, are you good? Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, the pandemic's just crazy, right? I mean, we're all kind of swirly in our heads and there have been times like, I think my big concern right now is, is just, um, is just the spike of overdose, uh, overdose deaths, um, that we're, that we're seeing in the Valley. And I mean, it's outpacing COVID and, uh, you know, I, that, that's what's killing me the most. Uh, that's your fault. That's your fault. It's my fault. Yeah, You, you, you control the, you control the news. You can tell, you can tell (laughs) that story. It's you. You don't tell it. And, you know, politics, you know, think about it really quick, right? We got the pandemic. We have uh, social justice and racial justice issues happening at the same time, plus an election year, a presidential election. Like, I, we can't take anymore. Like, 2020 yeah. needs to step it's, back it's and a give it a rest. Like, dumpster oh, fire. Cool. I'm in therapy. <laughs> Brandon, I'm in therapy because I'm just, I'm having meltdowns. Brother, I, I have my therapy once a week, too. Yeah. I, I've never done it before, but I'm like, I'm getting into this thing where my brain is just not working right. I mean, and I think it has this, yeah, this, no. is a, this is a component of it. But, man, it's nuts. Well, you are uh, awesome nuts. for doing this, and thank you. I just wanted to give another voice because a bunch of dudes like us, and like you said, our reputation is that we're probably the ones that are anti-gay this and that because that's what the reputation is. No, I just want to have somebody else with that voice on. Yeah, you're the coolest piece. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity, brother. Awesome. Thank we you, We just brother. need all to take a shot of Oleander and forget about this <laughs> That's <thing>. exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brandon. Have a great day. See you guys. Brandon Lee, everybody, from Channel 3-5. And he's, yeah, that's well, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Both sides represented. And I love that kind of stuff because I can sit back and say, you know, I'm not going to condemn an entire friendship with Tom Brenneman, who we've known as Diamondbacks broadcaster, goes back to the Fox story. Just based on one mistake, which is clearly he's going to be punished for, and I think the punishment fits. But we've all been on the other side where you hear uh, someone's apology, yeah, and it all depends on what you had, you know, the experience that you have that person, especially if you don't, you don't think too much of them, like the statement of uh, you know, uh, sportscasters or they put themselves on a pedestal. Not every yeah. one of them does it, but you have that right. and that mentality of. 
oh, we want to see someone fall. This guy. Right. But I don't think we, I don't think we like him rising back up. Uh, Key Custer has emailed in and he said, "Brandon Lee, great guest as always. I think this really sums up the whole interview. Well spoken, excellent point of view. I'd totally blow that dude if he asked me. No homo." <laughs> So that's our way of handling everything. Now, he's a good guy. Channel 3 and Channel 5. That's how good he is. Two channels have to have him on to make his uh, point. But you can't start complaining about nobody knowing about that heroin epidemic when you're William Randolph Hearst. All you're talking about is that coronavirus. It's your fault. You start spitting that news out on your own, kid. Uh, Jeremy, we're going to get your segment. And Jeremy sent me his. Is it uh, on? It's good. It's, oh, you did something? Oh, he's eyeballing Brady. He <laughs> did. I was like telling a fourth grader you can't go to recess. That was a sad little face. Uh, we'll have uh, Jeremy on in just seconds. It's 98. Oh, my gosh. Shut the front door. Hi, Shane O'Grady here with Life Changer Loan. And let me ask you, have you really done the math on your new low rate? Hmm, let's see. 300000 at 3% over 30 years equals 155000 in interest costs? Are you kidding me? How about paying principal first, not interest, always having access to your equity, and paying off your home in well under 10 years without changing any spending habit? It's not magic. It's just math. LifeChangerLoan.com. That's LifeChangerLoan.com. Arizona Mortgage Broker, number MB1003031, NMLS number 1863775, LifeChangerLoan Corp. is an equal housing lender.